Welcome to the Advanced Endurance Coaching Podcast. This show for you, the daily runner. What are your benefits? Well, we're going to help you improve your self-awareness, your self-worth and your self-confidence. Welcome to Hypno Running, the show where we do more than just talk about running. We help you find solutions to develop your full potential, making you a better, faster and smarter runner. And here is your host, Heiko. Yes, it's to you that I want to appeal. Yes, you, my dear listener. Life is too short to just be someone who goes on the occasional run every now and then. Or that person who, well, you know, I just run the same old pace and no, 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 I don't take part in races. Hey, no, there is much more that you can experience experience and reach through better running but of course this takes planning i mean you don't want to be a fool and just write down a big target a big goal and and say this is the one you're going to go for and then you're going to fail at it but it's so important this better running it's going to take you to amazing places amazing sceneries and of course you're going to really experience like all your senses they're all going to come alive you felt that. Just think back to one of the runs you've been to. And those senses and those experiences, they make sure that you don't go crazy, that you remain emotionally stable. They give you those guardrails so that social media doesn't, you know, take you on a path of becoming an incurable spender or sofa hogger person because, oh, you've just been distracted. And, you know, it's so important because unlike collecting stamps, You're going to hit a time in your life where reaching a certain time is no longer as easy as it is now. Or where running for a certain distance is just beyond reach. Before you know it, you're going to be told and running is going to be a thing of the past. (laughs) I'm talking to my mother. She's, She's in her 80s. You know, amazing woman. And you know what? She tells me time passes so quickly, and I'm like thinking, really? I've been waiting for ages for an Amazon package. Uh, you know what I want to say. The relation to time and where you currently are in life compared to somebody who's already of a different age, it's something different. And one day, pretty soon, getting up and walking to the kitchen is going to take some planning and effort because, well, you, like me, we're going to be old. I might be exaggerating, but it's one thing to put it in a in a bit more humorous way of looking at it so that one day you're not going to be having this regret you're not you're going to be looking back and you're going to be able to relive great memories because you've overcome blockades you've overcome difficulties you've managed to find ways and not excuses by the way if you're a first time listener thank you very much for joining today's show a quick summary what are you going to tell your friends your loved ones what are you listening to well here we talk about Developing a strong and helpful attitude about building mental stamina. Actually, this is the whole Advanced Endurance Coaching series is out there. There are online courses that you can do. There are books that you can buy. We hold real-life workshops. And it's always about goal setting and tenacity as well. Such important factors. And, of course, there are no ads. I mean, I listen to a new podcast, a very good podcast from, I don't want it drop names here really excellent podcast but i had to listen to four minutes and 15 seconds of ads no ads on here plus no swearing and it's based around christian values now why do i want to mention that because well you need to know who's this person basing his or her opinion on and me as a follower of jesus christ that's important for me to to mention this to you 
Okay, whatever situation you are currently <clears throat> facing, I'm getting all emotional, choked up. <laughs> Maybe you're injured, or perhaps you're feeling a bit in a, in a in a slump. You haven't been able to go out for a run for a long time, and you realize that you're regularly feeling demotivated. There seems to be no enthusiasm or drive to even think about going for a run, and it happens to the best of us. All of us, sometime, sort of like writer's block, but for runners. And the alternatives to actually gather up strength and energy to go running, they're just growing in size. They just become bigger and better. What they? Well, the reasons for not going. And the logic for not going reveals itself so clearly. It's like, you know, it's a surprise you ever managed to go for a run in the first place. Perhaps you skipped the Tuesday run. You had a sloppy Thursday run. And what is supposed to be a long Saturday or Sunday run turns into a, well, I just went out for a quick 3K and that was it. And the next thing, of course, the fitness is slipping. Enthusiasm is gradually diminishing. <laughs> and obviously, the harder it gets, you know, the higher the resistance is. And if, and if you've lacked motivation before, good luck finding it now in all those excuses. And usually, why this happens is we are overwhelmed with a new situation we are perhaps tired unrested or stressed and thank goodness that your brain your amazing brain has got mechanisms to fight that that's why we as a human species survived so long <laughs> it's called the procedural memory you can just take the example maybe you haven't been swimming in a long time Maybe it's been like years since you went last time to the swimming pool. But if you knew and you learned how to swim and you've swum before, and now you dive into the pool and you kick off and immediately as you're underwater and you, you, you let some air, come, air bubbles come out of your nose and you're going through the water and you feel the water and immediately everything is back. You know how to do it. It might be a bit rusty. You might <coughs> swallow some water. But you remember your legs automatically start doing what they're supposed to do at the same pace you used to do it. At, at the same interval, perhaps not the same pace as in terms of speed. But if you have a six-beat kick, you'll be doing a six-beat kick. If you had a two-beat kick, you'll be having a two-beat kick. So you might be a bit rusty, but you're going to be able to swim. And this is the procedural memory. And there's a, there's a very famous, I think a professor, a doctor or something, a very important guy, very well educated, and Michael Walker. And what he says is, it is apparently one of the most important aspects of how humans evolved to build tools, <laughs> techniques, everything, everything we're using right now, I guess right up to the internet. And this tool making this cognition, this procedural memory was responsible for creating all of this. Now, if you can't remember how you performed a task in the past, like um, a marathon, you, you can't form the basis for comparison, obviously. So if you've never done a four-hour marathon, you will not be able to relate what it feels like at kilometer 20 or 22. And the procedural memory is knowing how to do things. So it involves thinking about what you know about running a, uh, a marathon. And it, um, then this muscle memory allows you to do those things without having to think about them. So as you cross the halfway mark of the marathon, you're going to reflect. You're going to look at your watch. That's why so many runners look at their watch. They're comparing to a memory from the past. And 
this procedural memory, it relies, it starts by thinking and then using the muscles. Or take running up a steep hill. Before you actually run up the hill, it happens in a microsecond. You're running along, you're seeing this hill, and there's one here close to where I live. It's like, I can see it from my kitchen window. It's very, very steep. So what happens is, I prefer to run past it rather than to run up it. But anyway, every now and then I have to run up this hill. And what happens in that microsecond is, I judge the level of energy I have right now, this moment in time, and I somehow take a decision how much force and power I'm going to put in where from which tree till the next lamppost till the next tree so that I have enough to make it to the end. And this is something that we do in microseconds. But with enough training and putting attention on this, on this mental fuse, you'll be able to harness a lot of power in there. And you know, this is something that our early ancestors, they noticed this, you know, they, they started observing and then thoughts occurred and then they refined the process, you know, start from making fire all the way to inventing the wheel to the, to the press and what have you. And we, we owe the development of science, you know, book printing and everything to the procedural memory. And what happens is it's involving basic motor skills, the prefrontal cortex, the peripheral cortex, the cerebrum, and it's, it's also sometimes referred to as the explicit memory. It's about facts, it's about data, and you draw upon it uh, consciously. You also tend to remember why you know these facts. <laughs> you know, I, rem I remember that because I struggled in that last marathon at the halfway mark. Now, <clears throat> it's usually something that we struggle to describe using words because the, it, it, it pertains to the level of memory. Have you ever noticed if they interview a sports star, somebody who's really done something amazing, and you listen to him talk, and it's like, dude, didn't you go to school or what? You know, did, did you skip reading and writing or, or, or what? You know, it's like, it's like the guy's struggling to explain what he really did. The guy's struggling to put in words what he's exceptionally good as. Uh, good in and that's because this type of information in the procedural memory is often difficult to articulate Just explain to someone who's never ridden a bike before how to do it Well, you you take the bicycle. How do you take the bicycle? Well, you hold it in one hand Where do I hold it and then you swing one leg over it and then you you basically put the other leg. you see it's incredibly complex what happens is for for example if we cross a finish line of a marathon maybe you have performed some weird caveman-like celebration move, as though you won the event. You were runner number 45 across the line. You didn't win, but maybe you did the bolt move, you know, the lightning move, wham! You know, and if so, chances are that the urge entered your system through the procedural learning based. And... What happens is you once saw both do this at the Olympic gold medal. Then you liked it. Something was like, wow, you know, you saw the example and then you felt aroused by both the stimuli and the reaction of the person. And now you're doing it. So it's a positive habit. And the more positive habits you create like this, that's why I'm such a big advocate of you need to take part in races, even if it's just a park run, which is just a friendly gathering. But you need to be participating because you're creating positive habits. Now, 
This is where this podcast comes into the picture. It's season number four. And there's not a lack of information out there on the internet, is there? You just enter best running shoes or you just enter best compression socks or five tips to run better. You're going to find them. You're going to find millions of hits right there. But what we are about at this podcast is to consistently create positive habits so that if you reflect, if you look in your rearview mirror of life, you're going to find fantastic moments where you have excelled, where you have crossed boundaries that you thought before you won't be able to cross, where you have made a mark for yourself, moments that you are proud of. No, I'm not talking about that selfie where you're standing with 10 medals hanging behind you. I'm talking about those real important moments to you, to yourself perhaps, which involved some tears shedding along the way, some struggles, some suffering, some suffer festival, some pity party you went through, a pity party, just you and yourself. <laughs> and what the whole philosophy is around advanced endurance coaching is the workshops, be it the online courses or be it the books is. It's we as runners, we are the results of our thinking and of our beliefs. And the selective perception involves or influence uh, by experience. And sometimes we've had bad experiences. Sometimes we haven't had a successful running streak. And that can be changed. And by doing this, we need to solve blockades. And that is, happens actually so easily. And once a blockade is released, new possibilities, new doors open. And Honestly, when I look at the content out there on, on social media, there is so little pertaining to mental fitness, mental training for runners, which is really brought across with a passion. I'm not talking about this, just try harder, you know, don't give up, you know, fall down 10 times, get up 11 times. That's not going to help you. That, that might inspire you in a certain way. But what I'm talking about is deep-rooted change so that you can harness your potential. And I can't find a single reason not to continue to talk about these tools and to show and to apply the methods in workshops. Because at Advanced Endurance Coaching, it's, it's much more than just chaining of method. It's the interlocking of effects that are so powerful by runners. And that's something you need to feel. And that's why uh, this is actually quite special. Because only when blockades are released, then beliefs and, and certain constellations take effect. Only then is the way to, to motivation and resources clear. You can then harness them <laughs> because you are a runner. You want to be a runner. You want to excel better. You just somehow along the way decided to, uh, let me take this decision of, of scaling down. And the starting signal for powerful further steps in your own personal run development, they start right now. And, and if you're like, oh my goodness, and you're hearing, beware, beware, you are leaving your comfort zone. You, as a runner, are leaving your comfort zone. Great, you are between the possibilities. This is something that our grandparents, perhaps our parents, they could not take advantage of these opportunities to train and to focus on one sport, to be dedicated to their running. They had other things to do. <laughs> they were busy, really busy, not like us. <laughs> Not like busy with filling up their screen time. And we have learned that these options, they do not that they do not actually exist to harness your potential. It's like, let's do a deep dive, a pity party, and why am I also like the others who can't? And we behave accordingly. And then, you know, we lack the, the energy 
the joy to, to share this as an example to our kids, that running is a sport that can be easier, that is going to produce you so much happy memories in the future. And this takes courage. This takes courage to recognize a pattern of listening to season four of a podcast, to break new ground, to try new things. And it's not going to happen with a one-time listening to it once. It needs proper planning. It needs proper remembering. And after all, you know, repetition is the way that we learn. And the, if you take any of the shows, be it in season one, season two, where we talk about self-talk, how important that is. If you've picked up on that one simple, easy-to-do things, that's the lowest threshold, actually. Even the most skeptical workshop attendee will admit that the self-talk was one of the biggest impacts it had on them. Going to the mirror in the mornings, if you brush your teeth, which I hope apparently we should do, and you have got a positive self-talk to yourself, that the whole self-image is changed by that. That is why I want to say thank you very much for all the loyal listeners out there. For those of you that enjoy the show and you think there's somebody that needs to listen to it, please do share it. I want to finish off with a verse from the Bible, Luke 14. For which one of you, when he wants to build a tower, does not first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he is enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who observe it begin to ridicule him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. <laughs> hey, God bless you. My name is Heiko, and remember, take it easy.